Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Nurex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Nurex means fewer doctor visits, skipping pharmacy lines, automatic refills, so you don't have to think about it. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance, and it could be free with insurance. Go to nurx.com slash PYHT for a $20 credit. What's up, Put Your Hands Together listeners? Rhea Butcher here, one of your hosts. I just wanted to let you know that I was going to be in Chicago on March 1st at Thalia Hall, and then the very next night I'll be in New York City at Gramercy Theater, and then the following week, March 7th through the 9th, I'll be at the Vermont Comedy Club in Burlington, Vermont. Right after that, on March 19th through the 23rd, I'll be at the Amphibian Stage at Fort Worth, Texas. You can find all these tickets and ticket links and more information at RheaButcher.com. Enjoy the show. Put your hands together. 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 What did you do? You did this with your hands? We could have been doing that the whole time. The whole time. We have been working hard for you for years. And And I could just listen to this response now. Tiny wipers. Anyway, uh, that's Rhea Butcher. That's Cameron Esposito. Hello. Always gets a little more. I hit my hair on the. I hit <laughs> oh, my. Tough... I hit my hair on the curtain. I'm sorry about that. I'm always like terrified of that part because it's also velvet, so it's like very sticky. Yeah, you're never gonna. It'll you're literally your never right gonna come back from that. Yeah, never. <laughs> never gonna come back from that. Anyway, I'm humiliated. I can't believe yeah. you have to see me like this. Oh, it's rough. Le- I've been hit on the I've, left side I've been of hit. the hair. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm so cold. It's a man down. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got a haircut. Did we talk about this last week? No, I just got it the other day. I just got more of it. Last Which, week, you like, were having look, a real problem with your haircut. That's never a good idea. And you adjusted it. And I do it. it every time, and the person just would not cut the part I want them to cut, and they should have cut the part I wanted them to cut. They didn't do it. And now I just have, like, a weird curl on this side of my face, and I don't under... It's like I, it's like I have the predator mouth on my forehead. <laughs> I wish I could make that noise, but I know what it is inside my head. That's what it is. I can't really do it. It's really slow and impossible for me to do. But I can do this. <laughs> we said we were going to have fun. Um, Rhea. Cameron. Backstage, you're telling me something you've been... You've been do- Hey! <laughs> just What's cause up? We're, just because we're in our hey! mid to late 30s. No, we're not. What? I'm 25. <laughs> Is that really something that has that you that did that really did that feel tough to hear that? That I'm 25? Yeah. No. For Was that else. I just want to know if that was coming from a real place. Oh, every, it's always coming from a real place. Is it? Uh, everything is, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I got an audition. <laughs> I got an audition for like mid 40s the other day, and I was like, no. 
Nope. If I go in for no, that, we're both a Hollywood mid forties. I would yeah. say that we're both a Hollywood late sixties. Yeah, 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 yeah. The two of us are come a on, driving Miss Daisy reboot. Yeah. Any minute. No, no, yeah, no, never, never. Sorry, they rebooted it with men. I and know. It won yeah. the Oscar. Great. That was a great. That was a great. Good Reverse job on that. the driver. That's what we'll do. Um. Yeah, we're whenever they whenever they're looking for a. Straight woman in her mid sixties from the Midwest. I always That's know they us. mean me. Yeah, yeah. They want to see me so that they know it's you. But if it's a lesbian who's thirty-seven, that not, us. not me. At actually, all. no, 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 no. I'm no, not no. going to even go I in for not that. Be further from that part. I'm not even going to be in that room. They want a lady with a ponytail and a tank top. That's what they want. <laughs> I disagree with the ponytail part. What? No, it's a it's a person whose hair is down. All right. <laughs> It's like when you go to the gym and you're like, hair down? Sure. And then the person on the elliptical is like, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, you, but you know they make stuff. You could. I guess I was just thinking. Get that off your neck if you want hard to. Hard butch with the ponytail. I know. I know what you were That's thinking. That's a Hollywood of. hard butch. You were thinking butch. of the. Hard you were, butch. You were is. thinking of the lesbians in San Diego, but that's not. <laughs> that's also not what Hollywood is. That's thinking not of what either. Hollywood's thinking. I know that's what you were thinking of, but they don't know about those lesbians. This is me trying to fit in a part in Hollywood. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> I will. That's what they're telling me to do. <laughs> I've um, become Andy Kindler. Well, this is going. What? I'm not sure. That's how I would say. Do you want to talk There's about There's a lot the of ups and downs in this. Like, it's gone from abject sadness to, wow, they really nailed that. San Diego line felt specific in the audience like yeah. that. <laughs> yes, I was going to ask you what you've been mm -hmm. up to. Uh, well, I started taking drum lessons. Very exciting. Oh. People are very excited about that. Yeah. I figured I found uh, some music lessons. I wanted to take some music lessons because I really like music a lot and I have like a big, like, whatever, shame piece around music. Yeah. And I want to play music, but I'm always like, but I'm not in a band, so I fail. Like, that's what I think when I think about playing music. And then I was like, you know what? Just take some music lessons. See how much it is. Oh, this place gives you a free one. Let's just take the free one. So I signed up for drum lessons because I like drums a lot. Yeah, I'm really, first of all, I just want to say, I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Like, I'm really proud of you. It's so hard to take a risk. Like, it especially really like, the older you get, then you're just like, yeah, I'm 70 Actually, years old. everything, I can't, I can't start every, I can't start anything. I only do the things I've already done. <laughs> yeah. And then here you are taking a risk. And I also, I love that it's, you know, drumming. Because if I think yeah. about, like, you know, stand-up comedy, it's, like, tough to break into, you know, if you're a woman <laughs> or a non-binary person. But drumming, that shit's wide open. Oh, yeah. It's just, like, <laughs> I feel like if I put my nose to the grindstone for, like, two or three months, I'm going to be famous for drums, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I'm going to be they're looking, welcomed. They're looking for women. arms. And they want to hear from them. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Non-binary folks, get in here, they always say. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, but how's it going? How's, how are the Oh, it's great. Going? And also, like, I have a male teacher, and he's very positive. So yes. basically, like, paying this guy to be, like, a, a positive male teacher in my life. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, that was great. What? <laughs> you are a natural at this. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I... <laughs> wow, Ulf, I really appreciate this. Is his name really Ulf? Ulf, yes. Ulf? I've had a positive Ulf. <laughs> 
It's not this guy at all. It's the guy he used to be like a he's like a he's a napropath. Is that a real thing? I'm not sure. I never looked it up. It was a chiropractor, but that's the oh, specific thing he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> when I lived in Chicago, he was Swedish. Thank you. His voice was so soothing. I wanted to have sex with him. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. That Couldn't positive. Study huh? just cracked my back. <laughs> Which was also positive. Kind Why am I choking? Ulf is like, don't speak these words. <laughs> this is a sacred pact. I'm literally choking on nothing. Nothing has happened. Nothing has changed. It's fine. It's fine. I'll talk about Ulf for a second. I, my, my Ulf. <laughs> my Ulf is very positive. I will say it has not gone that far for me yet. But, you know, always open. And uh, it's pretty great. Went for the first one. Felt pretty. Jesus Christ! What are you, a cactus? <laughs> Man, I was so close, but that was uh, very know. funny. Yeah, I got you. I was trying to make like a joke, and I was like, no, that's just the right thing. I to don't say. know. You know what's been? You know what's been funny is I don't know what's going on. Like, for You're those very of you, dry. No, for those of you who don't know, Rhea and I are separated, and I'm only saying this because whenever I see my parents. They find they find things to affirm me for that are like I'm like I literally oh, like, haven't seen my parents. Yeah, <laughs> this is the I get difference. It. But, well, I get it. It's really hard. But this is my mom. Every time I've seen my mom twice, and every time she goes, nobody can drink water like you. <laughs> that sounds just like are you, Ulf. Are you seeing this, Nick? She can just drink a whole ton of water. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, it's, I'm like, it is pretty sad. Yeah. You're not wrong. But, um, <laughs> I've been drinking water like this the whole time. Yeah. Hydrating. Anyway. Um, one. but yeah, no, keep, keep going. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, that was, a, that was just a small side. Just a small tangent. Almost yeah. nothing we're in it. We're separated. Anyway, back to, what were you talking about? Anyway, you're drumming. Um, anyway, you're playing drums. <laughs> Actually, those are this very related. Like, Everybody oh here God. can see that those it's are related. Obviously, very like literally oh, yeah. for like, no reason. Yeah. I just decided I just, like, to took play out the drums, the drums out of nowhere <laughs> for no reason, motivated by nothing. I just like walk around with a <laughs> fucking band. I'm just at a place in my life where I'm trying new things because I feel comfortable. <laughs> things to stay the same. Everything's great. So Everything's I'm just cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. staying the course just, and not trying anything new. Paying a man to be nice to me. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Fucking Christ. Fuck every other stand-up comic. You're not as good as us! Anyway... But really, like, but congrats did. to everybody on the show that has yeah, to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have fun. Also have perform. Fun. Um, We've uh, got so much more material to Anyway, mind. but... Uh, so my whole thing, the whole thing yeah, I wanted drums. to get to yep. was that he was so nice and made me feel so good about playing the drums. I was like, I definitely want to keep doing this. I just need to see how much it is. Whatever, it's fine. And then we're leaving the studio room uh, where the drums are, and he's like, okay, great, I'll get you all that information. I just gotta go talk to my next student. He walks in front of me, and he's like, all right, man, you ready to play the drums? <laughs> <laughs> and every time I 
I've gone in, that's been the situation. I come out, I'm like, cool, man. I'm like learning a new thing that I totally don't need to learn. It's not like for the apocalypse or anything. Like literally this will not help me in the apocalypse and I'm doing it for fun. And then every time he walks out, it's like a kid in a Superman shirt. And he talks to us the same way and I respect it so much. Yeah. I love that. It's just a real great experience. I hope you get so good at drums. I hope that this feels really good to you because I, um, I, oh man. Wait, have you taken any like lessons before? Uh, I took guitar lessons from a dude that was really shady. I never really, he didn't really teach me anything. I just like bring in Operation Ivy songs and he'd be like, this is how you play this. And that was it. Like he didn't teach me like scales or proper anything. Oh. It was like. He was a YouTube video? Yeah, pretty much. YouTube didn't exist yet back yeah. in the olden days because I am a hundred years old. Um, yeah, and he sold me a car that I learned later had been driven up a telephone pole. Whatever. Wait, I'm sorry. Wait, what did you just you say? To back it up a little bit? Did you say you... I purchased a Actually, car from it doesn't my, matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Everybody got it the first time, Is that I think. your car? No. Oh, okay. No, I've had many cars in my life. Three. Three. Three cars. I'm a three-car guy. <laughs> it was a 1984 Ford LTD, which I don't know if you know, was a coupe version. So you were like, can I ask you real quick, how do Built you play this? Built on a 5.0 chassis. How do you play this Operation Ivy song? He's like, you're going to need this car. <laughs> That's the first thing. I mean, pretty much. It's $800. I, I was, I think I was... Like, was that $800? Was the car $800? Uh, it was that, around there, yeah. That doesn't feel right. I think yeah. it was like 1200 bucks. <laughs> okay, all right. I lowballed it. too much and was like, oh, I'll put a lower amount so you don't have to pay as much taxes, but then it really fucked me over for insurance. <laughs> anyway, thanks, Joe. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Of course yeah. his name is Joe. And he had one, he had, he had, I just remembered. <laughs> he had a mullet that the back of the mullet looked not unlike this curly part of my hair. Yeah. Just curled right around the back of the neck. Very cool. It was just like you could surf in there. Yeah. Pop out Get the caught in the tube. Nice little tube. Yeah. Just get in there. Kelly Slater's in there. Hi. Um, anyway, uh, that's rad. I mean, I took I took guitar lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause With I, a little... Well, because... Go for it. I was, um, as you know, I was a big jock in high school. Yep. But... Do you know this part? Do, so, like, I when I was 16, I um, tore all the cartilage in my knee. Yep. Playing soccer. I know that part. Tackled, tackled the fuck out of that girl. And then... <laughs> and then you just kept on tackling the fuck out of that girl. Actually, not her specifically. No, I meant... Um, that's what I was trying to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um... I had to wear like a giant leg immobilizer. Uh -huh. I was also the first of my friends to drive. Like I, I have an early birthday and for, uh -huh. so like I, I, my birthday's in October. So I was like, guys, get in, I can drive for like four seconds. And then I just was like, guys, get in, I have a giant leg brace. Actually, can you drive? Oh, you can't? Okay, well. You got that. Uh, Mom and dad. Um, you got that big immobilizer energy. Mm, yes, that's, that's a great, that's a great, I did have that, yeah. disappointed my in all parent, of you. My parents my parents hadn't yet figured out how good I was at drinking water for sure yeah so they didn't know what to do to encourage me because I had to have surgery and it was like a really long recovery yeah so they were like what's like one thing you would like totally want to do or whatever and I was like play the guitar mm. buy me an electric guitar I need to learn two jewel songs <laughs> She didn't play electric guitar. I know! 
<laughs> I don't even think I ever plugged it in. I was just Did like, you have an amp? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. All right. <laughs> I had a purple electric guitar for to play the songs by Jewel. And then um, learn those songs, and then I pieces went of back. you, and then what's the other one? Is that the name of the song by Joel? Yeah, it you? was. Wait, hang on. It was um, you were meant for me. Oh yeah, that one. Um, and then I uh, anyway. Years later, having learned no other songs, <laughs> what I did was I displayed this on the wall of my apartment. <laughs> yeah, for chicks and stuff to for be chicks. like. Do you want me to you tackle take, you? Want me to take down that axe and uh, <laughs> show it Shred to you, you more? Jewel? <laughs> want me to take it down and go, here it is. It's off the wall down. Literally, the strings are loose. They are baggy. They are baggy. This has not been touched in a minute. <laughs> then my apartment got broken into. Yeah. And some piece of shit <laughs> stole that fucking guitar it wasn't even an expensive guitar yeah like they literally made like no money on the resale they definitely didn't like absolutely <laughs> oh I'm so mad that I don't have it to still display <laughs> yeah put that shit up on the wall turn it into a clock adult person's house it was like a fender stratocaster it was like the, the like most basic guitar uh-huh. it had been touched one time you could tell you can tell when a guitar's never been played go over to my house i'm an adult woman i have a unplayed, <laughs> unplayed. low-level guitar, guitar <laughs> mounted on the wall oh i put my um hit sticks on the wall i know <laughs> like Three people are old enough to even know what I'm talking hit about. Hit sticks are really cool. Rhea has a working pair of hit sticks. I have a they're, still working pair of hit sticks. I'll bring them to the show sometime. Yeah, it's a, it's drumsticks, and then they have a tiny speaker or but amp. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> that you put on your belt, and you can drum in the air. And because it's supposed to be, it was like an '80s toy. They had a guitar version too, but like it was supposed to be like air, air toy or whatever that made the noise. <laughs> And uh, it, but it doesn't make different tones of drums, so it's just like, it's like the craziest toy. I took it into yeah, like world's most in show and tell in kindergarten, and my teacher was like so excited about it, and she turned it all the way up, and she went <laughs> like onto the carpet, and was like, and it's a great moment. Yeah, happy to go out on this tepid laugh. Like, Honestly, I'm glad you brought hit sticks in. You know what I mean? About? It's the end of the set. Let's bring up something we have to explain. <laughs> I'm, I'm really glad that I punctuated your set with something that did not work at all. I'm just happy that me you too, brought up a too, great story. Too. Y'all are pretty y'all good. Are 26. You know hit sticks, right? Anyway, they well, were. I'm 25, yeah. so. <laughs> Fuck, I thought that was going to work, and it didn't either. Should we go back into how we're separated, or what? not get out. Hit him with that pain. I can't get out of it. Oh, help me. That's all right. Close. It's one guy 
one room he, in one room he's like okay so uh, I'm just gonna set you up on the drums in here and then uh-huh. he like exits through the back and then he just <laughs> trusts her back and back and forth between the two dream profession <laughs> My favorite opening we've ever done. <laughs> well, Rhea, slide right down that wall, sit cross legged on the floor right there, because I'm about to. <laughs> it's gonna be so hard to get back up again. <laughs> Not because I'm old! These are very expensive Japanese raw denim jeans. And you have to stay. <laughs> And you have to stay in that. You have to stay there for the rest of the show. For the rest of the and show. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough for all the comics. Oh my god! It's gonna I make their know. job harder. I don't like that we've become a theme show all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, would you like to see other people perform? <laughs> us too. Us too. Um, we love this comic. Really? Yes. This is. A, these are all. All of them are wonderful. Hilarious humans. And uh, boy, is this first comic one, our fa- one of our faves. Uh, please sit right down on the back of the stage for... <laughs> with, a, with a rowdy... <laughs> quiet sitting. Um, go ahead and trap yourself in your own jeans. And <laughs> welcome to stage, Kate Willett! Kate Willett! <laughs> My personal goal this year is that I really want to stop dating such immature men. I moved to the top of a hill, so it'd be harder to skateboard up there. (laughs) I just can't handle that moment in another relationship where I'm like, hey, I need a little more from you. And then he's like, whatever, you're not my real mom. As you may have noticed, I am a female comedian, and because of that, I am extremely familiar with the online men's rights community. (laughs) I find out what they're up to through the comments in my YouTube videos. Um, I get trolled by a lot of weird misogynists who live in basements, and I'm sure that there's some great guys who live in basements, not all basement men. I'm sure some don't hate women, they just hate windows, but... (laughs) I get trolled by this group of dudes called incels. It's short for involuntarily celibate. No one wants to date them or sleep with them, and they are really mad about it, typically on Reddit. Um, Didn't really need to say that last part because you knew it already. I've spent a lot of my life being lonely on the internet, uh, so I thought I was gonna relate to them. Like, when I was in high school, I liked girls, and I couldn't come out to anyone except for these lesbians in a chat room. So every day, I would go in there and be like, I'm a 15-year-old girl, and I'm super horny, and then they would be like, get out of here, you disgusting old man. (laughs) That was a really hard time in my life. So I went and read some incel message boards and the theme is like, uh, no one likes me, no one wants to hang out with me, people literally cannot even stand to be around me. It sounds like the problem is women. (laughs) 
And then they have ideas about how to solve it. Like they want to make it illegal for women to sleep with more than one guy in our lifetime. So it'll like uh, redistribute everything, you know. Um, normally I am in favor of socialism, but <laughs> no matter how sexually frustrated I've ever been in my life, never once have I thought about trying to solve it through a legislative process. <laughs> Very dude idea. I know as a woman, I am trying to keep the government away from my body. I regularly have nightmares that Mike Pence is my gynecologist. <laughs> it feels more real every day. <laughs> but I think that a lot of men in our culture are freaking out right now because this is like the first time in history, really, where men have had to be attractive in order to get laid. <laughs> It's true, only for like the past 20, 30 years, because before that, women used to have to just sleep with guys because we like needed a place to live, and now we have jobs and stuff, so I guess it's like party's over, guys, and a lot of men are having a really hard time with this, you know, and I understand because it has got to suck to feel like you're being judged solely on the basis of your physical appearance and your sexual <laughs> desirability. And maybe as a woman, I'm never going to truly understand what that is like. <laughs> I'm really just here to listen, but I do think I, I had an experience that was somewhat similar. For me, it really hit like right around junior high time. Um, when you're a little girl, everyone is so on your side. People are like, if you put your mind to it, you can be a doctor, you could be the president. And then you turn like 12, 13, you get like a little bit of titty and people are like, if you put your mind to it, you could be like a seven. And it is <laughs> messed up. You're not a girl, not yet a woman, just trying to figure out how to be a really sexy kid and... <laughs> It's hard, but I think on the whole, teenage girls are handling this much better than incels. They're not mean to women on the internet, they're just mean to their dads, and it's more constructive. I do think that slut shaming is a huge problem in our culture, and a lot of it is coming from my mom. Uh <laughs> my mom... <laughs> like a lot of people in her generation is upset about hookup culture. She'll call me on the phone and she'll be like, Kate, it sounds like you're hooking up with these loser guys who just hook up and then they leave. And I'm like, mom, I think that that is a lot better than the days when loser guys hooked up with women and then they just stayed. <laughs> From what I understand, that was a pretty rough time for ladies. You know, you could uh, hook up with a loser guy and then end up having to do his laundry after for like 40 years <laughs> my mom got married when she was 20 like if I got married when I was 20 I would be married to a guy right now because at some point he had weed you know <laughs> Like, I think if this was 40 years ago, like, instead of doing stand-up right now, like, I would be married to some kind of deadbeat alcoholic dude, and I'm not, because I was lucky enough to be born in a time where most deadbeat alcoholic dudes are not really looking to commit, and... <laughs> I know that, because I've tried really hard. <laughs> I think like um, 
a lot of the time when you hook up with a guy too it's like you know he's not like equally prioritizing your pleasure so it just doesn't feel worth it i was hooking up with this one guy for a little while maybe like six years and um <laughs> during that time i never had a real orgasm but i didn't want him to feel bad so i'd fake it and be like oh your joke's really funny you know and <laughs> After a while, I just got very fed up with this situation, so I decided I'm telling the truth. I'm going to get right with myself and God. So I called him <laughs> on the phone, and I was like, look, you never made my needs a priority, so I need you to know that I faked all my orgasms with you. And then he was like, how can you just tell me that? And I'm like, I didn't just tell you that. I also told a lot of other people. <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you so much. I did a show recently and somebody um, in the audience was talking to another comic about how long it took them. They were a, a queer person and they, they were like, man, it took me two weeks to get all the men off of my bumble or whatever. And I came out and I was like, two weeks? It only took you two weeks to get rid of all the men? <laughs> We're going to keep the show going. Are you excited for that? You should get a thing going. Glad that this next person's on the show. Friend of the show. You're going to love him so much. Jared Goldstein, everybody! Hi, hi. 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 I'm going to leave my phone right here in case I get a Tinder for my butt message. You never know, right? <laughs> How are we feeling? Pretty good? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, we got a lot of cord. All right. Um, I, uh, I don't have a car, so if I could get a ride after the show, <laughs> anybody, <laughs> that would be great. Um, I, uh, I hate Uber. I hate it. And I, I know that that's brave to say in front of so many Uber drivers. <laughs> The other day I was in an Uber and uh, the driver, he was Australian, and he looks at me and he goes, hey, you're Asian, right? How many times a week do you eat sushi? I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. How many boomerangs have you thrown? I am from Long Island. <laughs> yes, uh, which is actually why I have sushi like four or five times a week. Long Island Jews, we love it. We do. Uh, I am Jewish, which is hard for some people to believe. Look, some of us are hot. <laughs> Take it in. <laughs> I, I'm half Asian, uh, that's how I identify. Uh, but as soon as it's cool to be white again, I will be half white. <laughs> We got a white clap. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but very soon it does feel like that. Um, it does. <laughs> um, the other night at a show, there, uh, there was a couple like right in the front row that looked just like my parents. 
Um, and not just because she was an Asian woman and he was a white guy. Uh, it's because they both looked so unimpressed with me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, growing up, they, uh, they gave me the sex talk, uh, but it was just to make sure that I was gonna have it with women. <laughs> they were like, Jared, the penis goes in a vagina. Or we don't pay for college. <laughs> Masculinity is a prison. In that it's very sexy and hot to me. <laughs> Couple of man claps. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and assume they were white. I feel like that feels safe. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of straight people here tonight and that's fine. I love straight culture. I went to Six Flags once. It was pretty good. Yeah. Sometimes I wonder if my life would be easier if I were straight, you know? Because, like, at least twice a day, a woman tells me, oh, I wish you weren't gay. It's like, yeah, well, I wish you weren't my mom. <laughs> Call it even. My mom, she is a trip. Um, my, my Asian mom, she whispers the word Asian like it's a bad word. <laughs> You're so nervous. She'll be like, yeah, you know, that Asian woman. And I'm like, mom, you're an Asian woman. You should whisper everything. Thank you for laughing at that. Because <laughs> uh, as a kid, I got picked on a lot for being Asian. Um, so I used to try to stretch my eyes open so that I wouldn't look it so much. But the thing is, it actually worked. It worked because no one wanted to mess with a kid who looked like this. My childhood bully, he was the worst, just the worst. He told everyone he had leukemia, which he did, but... <laughs> like, why bum everyone out, right? Come on. <laughs> uh, speaking of bummers, uh, I, I got a new job, and it's a bad one. <laughs> it's not good. Um, I... Uh, I, I, get, I now get sent to college campuses around the country to set up escape rooms for the students. We're already laughing. That is true. Uh, the last school that I went to, ton of people showed up, but no one escaped. No one escaped because the room, it's very confusing, and I set it up wrong. My bad, Michigan State. <laughs> this one's on me. <laughs> uh, the school, um, they, they had us fly Spirit Airlines. No! 
Yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, the flight attendants, uh, they came around and they took everyone's drink order, but then they never brought anyone drinks. <laughs> so they basically just took a survey of what we would drink if we were on a better airline. I also lost my phone on the trip. Yeah, so if any hackers out there figure out my passwords, can you tell me what they are? <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> can't remember them. Um, I, uh, I did on the bright side though, I, I got to perform uh, at the LGBT Center for gay seniors. Yes, yeah, they were so cute. They were all like in their 30s. <laughs> Felt good to give back. <laughs> it did. Um, I'll leave you guys with this on a show the other night. Uh, the comic before me, we'll just call him Dave. Uh, he was talking about his Asian wife in like the worst way. And everyone is super uncomfortable. And Dave just kind of turns on the audience and he's like, oh, like, whatever, you millennials, you think you're all perfectly PC. Meanwhile, I'm the one with a chink. And then I had to go up after him. So I introduced myself. Hey guys, I'm Dave's wife. <laughs> and thanks for having me. I'm Jared Goldstein. Never Not Funny is a podcast where comedian Jimmy Pardo jokes around with his sometimes famous, always funny friends. It's a free-flowing conversation built around Jimmy's neck for always finding the funny. Recent guests include... Darcy Carden, Alfred Molina, and Chris Elliott. Plus you, you'll find some Airwolf faves like Scott Ackerman, Andy Daly, Janet Varney, Dave Holmes, all as part of the mix. This week's guest is Stephen Merchant, who you know from the office extras in the new movie Fighting With My Family. Check out Never Not Funny on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Wow, Jared. Wow. 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 LGBT seniors? The first time we fucking meet? I will kill you! Not in your sleep. I will wake you up. I will come to your house. I will wake you up. I will say, if my bones were brittle, could I use it? How could you use your bones to kill someone? But not affect yourself. I don't have it all worked out. <laughs> Fuck you forever, Jared Goldstein. <laughs> <laughs> These kids with their wide leg pants coming in here. Oh, my pants are short, and I wear. Look, we've done it before! <laughs> I am seven books. Wait, how many books are there? I don't actually know. I'm almost at the end of. So he, here's what's going on. Harry, he's about to do it, I think. I can't remember how far into the books I am. But I've been, as you know, if you've been following any of my life recently by coming to the show, you know that I was listening to all of the Harry Potter books forwards 
while simultaneously watching every episode of Grey's Anatomy backwards. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not watching the episodes backward. I watch them from the beginning to the end, but I watch them in the reverse sequence. So at the end, who are all these people? <laughs> what do they keep referring to? One thing that's so awesome about Grey's is that in the world of the show, they know that too many things have happened to them. I will, I will forever be in love with the writing staff and producers of Grey's Anatomy because multiple times each episode in the 15th season, characters are like, you're fucking coming to me with this sort of broken leg or whatever? Cool. But just so you know, I have survived multiple plane crashes and everyone I know is dead or they have moved to Europe, Christina. Anyway. This has been honestly the most rewarding cultural experience of my life. Listening to the Harry Potter books forward while watching Grey's Anatomy backwards. It's so many hours of material. I love it. And it's, as you know, if you come to the show, you know that I listen to Harry Potter until 3 p.m. Then, as, it's, as, the, as the sun starts to almost <laughs> descend, I go, ooh, it's too spooky. <laughs> Even for one of the friendlier house elves. Elves to hear them in my ears, and that's when I switch. Right into grace. I watch heart trauma for the rest of the night. I don't mean I'm not doing this all day long, but I just, if I have free time, this is what I'm doing. One of the things. I also have friends. <laughs> and other things. But, um... It's weird because now I feel very steeped in Harry in the Harry Potter verse, and it is 20 years old, and I never experienced. I didn't give one. I like didn't give a shit about it when it was released because I was like just on the side of too old. Like my little sister was the one getting up and going to get the midnight books, and I was just like, ha! When you come back to me when you're older, when you're 16, and one of your legs isn't, you know. Anyway, um. <laughs> Come back to me when you can play the guitar. Look, this is how I still think you play the guitar. <laughs> anyway, um, so I've been, now every single reference for anything is from is a Harry, is a Harry Potter reference that I'm making to my friends and people that trust me in my life. <laughs> and these are all new references to me that I think I'm being brilliant for making. <laughs> I'll give you an example. Oh, it's not like I don't know where every person I've ever fucked is. Being a lesbian, every event you go to, it's like a marauder's map <laughs> of other lesbians. There they are, there they are, that's that one. Twice. It's a funny joke. It's not an updated reference. <laughs> but then what I'll do is, when somebody's like, then I'll hit them with a Grey's Anatomy season three. <laughs> oh, you didn't like that Grey's Anatomy reference? 
I mean, you don't like the, you don't like the Marauder's Map reference? Well, better go get checked out, Izzy, because <laughs> something's wrong, you know? Something's off. You seeing Danny again? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That was a tough part of that show. I don't know if you remember it. Uh, character on Grey's Anatomy called Izzy Stevens. <laughs> Did some bonkers things. But then wasn't written off the show until the next... Then there was a punishment season. <laughs> still on the show but had to see a fake ghost for the entire season and everybody else was just like doing brain surgery with realistic brains and stuff and then she and then that was her job and it was probably really tough to show up for (laughs) if I had been on set I would be like what are you seeing something behind what is this what is nearly headless Nick behind me Well, anyway. (laughs) All right. When I... uh, Look, I could keep going. I'm not going to. I'm I'm actually... I'm exercising self-control. It's really hard. There's a lot more comics, and and I'd like to stop talking now, but my body doesn't want to stop. It doesn't want to do that. So I'm having a fight, and I'm going to make a choice that's an adult choice um, to bring on this next comment. <laughs> Who I really love. Um, just saw her for the first time, and I immediately was like, please come do my show. And I just like know that she's going to come out here and just like do the Cruciatus curse like all over you. <laughs> it's going to hurt. It's going to be painful. It'll be unforgivable. It'll be one of the unforgivable curses. <laughs> Um, good evening. Hi. You know, ladies and gentlemen, when most comedians start off their stand-up comedy sets, they will say something like, let me tell you a little bit about me. Well, this is my version of that. Hit it, Jimmy. My mother had me when she was 42 because before that age, she was busy. (laughs) See, my mother made the money in our house. She was 12 years older than my father and refused to legally marry him. What does being a woman mean to me? (laughs) It means being a man. (laughs) 
In our house, when Mother kissed us goodnight, she kissed us twice. Once for the evening, and once to make up for not being there the next day. <laughs> but don't fret on me, kid. <laughs> See, I was raised by my real mom, mi madre real, Gloria Lopez Cabrera. Taught me everything I know. She is the reason why when I burn my hand, instead of saying, ow, I say, I. <laughs> but let's go back even further. The year was 1995, and it was the city of angels. That is, until I arrived. See, I was not conceived through love, as you humans were. No, I was made in a laboratory. Mommy and Daddy wanted a boy, so genetic engineers sorted through my father's genetic material and eliminated all of the sperm with the XX female chromosomes. <laughs> all but one. <laughs> Nine months later, Mama's little boy arrived a girl as a reminder to my parents that if they wanted to play God, they'd have to deal with the devil herself. That's just when the trouble started. See, I've always been a dame with vices. You know, some say I'm cursed. Some say by God, others say by science. What do I say? <laughs> Nothing. So what's your guys' deal? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, by a round of applause, how many of you here tonight genuinely believe that you are a good person? Okay, seems a bit high. Um, <laughs> Listen, I know for a fact that I am not a good person. I know this. You know, I'm really only a good person on paper. Like, I'm a vegan, I drive a Prius, I voted for Bernie twice. But I didn't do any of those things out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> you think I'm a vegan because I care about the lives of innocent, voiceless animals slaughtered every day? No. <laughs> I'm a vegan because I wanted to reduce my risk of getting cancer, but didn't want to give up huffing paint. <laughs> you think I drive a Prius because I care about the environment? 25 bucks for the whole tank, my guy, money. You think I voted for Bernie because he'd been on the right side of history since the beginning of his political career and that a Sanders presidency would uplift the most neglected and deserving Americans on the dollar of the 1% and evil corporations? No. No, I voted for him because he had the best body. You know... When people find out that I do stand-up comedy, they usually say something like, what, so you practice your jokes in the mirror with a hairbrush? <laughs> I tell them, no, that's ridiculous, okay? I'm not a child, all right? I'm not a little girl. I use a knife. 
Ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, our, our time together is coming to a close. No. I know, I feel the same. <laughs> so I will say something to you now that we say in my culture. <laughs> the word means hello. It means peace. And in this case, it, it means goodbye. The word, of course, is shalom. I'm sorry, I love that moment before I say shalom. Everyone's like, what is this white bitch about to say? <laughs> A Jew, hi. Shalom to you in the front, sir. Shalom to uh, Ed Sheeran is here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Would you believe it? Shalom. Shalom on the side. <laughs> Everybody say it with me. Shalom. That is all the Hebrew that I know. I'm a bad Jew, and that fact dawned on me at a very difficult moment. I was at my grandmother's funeral, a Jewish service, and as it came to a close, the rabbi signaled to us to join her in an ode to Jerusalem. She and everyone around me began to sing. I panicked, for I did not know the prayer. But then, just then, <laughs> the clouds parted, and as if God himself shined his light of knowledge upon me, I began to sing. Avir harim tzalul kayayin verei Yerushalayim shel zahav Veshel nechoshet veshel or Alo Ki nor But how could I possibly know the prayer? <laughs> the melody, every single lyric I looked back to the sky A single tear fell from my eye, and then I realized, oh, this is just the last song in Schindler's List. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. My name is Hannah. I better good night. Keep it going for Hannah, everybody. Let her hear it. Let's keep that energy going. We got two more comics on the show. That's right. Doing a great job. Keep it going. How's it going in between them? <laughs> right? I've been here the whole show. There's been a whole lot of way. Hey, how about it? But this girl, she sings already more than I can do. I didn't even memorize my jokes. I have a list. I'm the only one with a list. It's seven minutes. I just have to do seven minutes. How can I not remember seven minutes? I'm stoned. <laughs> That's how I'm on vacation. I think we got the same shoes. Fuck yeah, trendsetter. 
Right? You see him on my Instagram? <laughs> I put him on my Instagram tomorrow. How do you know already? <laughs> These aren't the only shoes I got. Check this one. I have to... Who's that Sharon? Will you tell me later? Tell me later who you are. I don't know who that Sharon is. I was in the back looking around trying to get into a conversation and I did not have one thing to offer. Everyone else was like 25. <laughs> it was like, like oh. 10 o'clock feels like it's one o'clock to me. <laughs> That's what I say. I'm a real fan of time zones. You guys into time zones? What do you like doing out here? You guys like it? Like, oh, nighttime starts at 4.30 if we want. <laughs> we watch all the early shows later. <laughs> later shows. Anyway, these aren't the only shoes I have. I got a pair of Toms, too. You know, those Tom shoes, what happens is whenever you buy a pair, they send another pair to a poor person, and that's how I got mine. <laughs> In the mail. That was like an insulting gift. I was like, here you go. Oh, they, oh, oh, hey. I got shoes, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you know who's never going to get those free shoes from Tom's? Bill Gates. Right? I like to link my jokes together. A lot of comics have segues, so do I. I don't know why you guys being weird about it. Am I wrong? Bill Gates is for sure not going to get those free Tom shoes. Why are you, why are you fucking stonewalling me like maybe he could? Huh? And don't be like, what if it's a different bit? It's the one you thought of. Right? Check this out. I read that he makes $3 million a day. Every day. That is more than I make in a month. <laughs> Even one with five Fridays. <laughs> Getting three checks, still nowhere close to three million. This guy gets it every day? Every day. Every day. Come on, Bill. Let me pick up a shift. Huh? One shift. <laughs> I'm free most Tuesdays. Let me work for you one Tuesday. You know what? Half day. I'll just work till noon. <laughs> That's all I need. Million and a half. I'll leave at noon. It won't be the first job I had till noon. I've had 50 jobs, some of them for almost a whole day. But not quite. I was a worm farmer because I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a grift. A pal of mine was like, let's be worm farmers. What we do is we smoke weed all day and then we farm worms. <laughs> right? You had me at smoke weed all day. I stopped listening. <laughs> Sounds like you said farm worms, so <laughs> whatever that means, I'll give it a shot. Maybe that's how you get bitcoins. <laughs> anyway, I hated that job. The boss was a real uptight asshole. I just didn't have any empathy. As I get older, I realize, of course he was uptight. He, he was on thin ice, business model-wise. <laughs> Right, this guy's whole life's work is a bunch of worms? He could lose everything to one bird. One. Any bird at all. 
It's hard enough if you got a bird nemesis and you got to be on the lookout for one bird, a specific bird. That's not even it. Any bird could be the end of him. I lost everything. He's got to go back to his investors, hat in hand. <laughs> oh, I haven't again. I love, can I have $40? That is worms. It's not that much. Anyway, let's talk about something we all know about. My grandma, she's dead. She died. She died because she had been alive too much. It's okay. It's okay. She had been alive the most she could. And that was it. And what are you going to do? So she died. We got her cremated. Then we got her ashes and we scattered her ashes. It was a lovely ceremony. A few years after that, my granddad died. <laughs> uh, he was a real dick. Yeah. Don't. No sympathy. Whenever you get sympathy, think about, like, you're thinking of your grandpa. Don't think about your grandpa. I'm not talking about your grandpa. Your grandpa sounds delightful. Mine was a fuck face. <laughs> right? If it's easier, think about it like this. You know how some people are just assholes? Some of those people have grandkids. Right? Maybe if you chose, maybe if you start at the other end of it, it's easier to wrap your head around. Uh, point is, my granddad died. We went to get his ash. We got him cremated. Went to get his ashes. That's not what we got at all. Instead, what we got this time was uh, cremated remains. Mm -hmm. It was still ashes, but they it's been rebranded as cremated remains. It sounds more official. It's definitely longer. Two words as opposed to one. A bunch of new letters get tossed in. It sounds a lot more like it was done on purpose. Cremated remains sounds a lot more intentional than ashes, right? You can get home, fucking firemen everywhere. Here's your home has been, here's your home's cremated remains. Nah, nah, here's your house. It's in ashes. There's all your stuff. Those are also in ashes. There's your grandma, I guess, in cremated remains. I mean, what do you want? She didn't take the, she forgot to turn the Christmas tree lights off. Nope, you're thinking of your grandma. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nope, this is the lady where you're like, she had grandkids? I bet it sucked to be her grandkid. It did. Boo. Point is, point is, they classed it up. Now, last year, I went to get some cremated remains. Nuh-uh, not this time. No way. This time, instead, I got cremains. Cremated remains had just been around for a few years before they pushed it together. They made it cremains. It's brunch. They turned it into brunch. <laughs> what was going on? Were people were late to everything? Cremated remains. How can we speed this up? How are you? The hang on. The point is. That is too whimsical for the situation. I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to take this thing out of that's my dad in a bag. But, but, hang on. It sounds like you might have put cranberries in there with them. <laughs> if you put cranberry, I said no mix-ins. 
And he hated fruit of all, of all kinds. He was from Indiana. He was a real piece of work. <laughs> right? His three favorite things. Everybody from Indiana, they only like uh, steak, being mad, and saying that that field that field's corn this year but it'll be beans next year <laughs> they switch them see that one will be beans uh, yeah yeah uh, I just want to get that out of there good night everybody <laughs> so funny we got one comic left i'm so ex- yes what if we don't even have to go home yet you can still have more show wow i'm so i'm so excited for you i remember how i felt right before i watched the pilot of Grey's anatomy just like after this it's all over welcome our final comic for the night. Let's hear it right now for Neil Nanda. Give it up. Okay, yeah. One more time for Cameron and Rhea and everyone you see tonight. An incredible show. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. This is exciting. Um, You know what's been bothering me is uh, that sign in every restaurant bathroom that says all employees must wash hands. You know what I'm saying? How about everybody just washes their hands, right? I've never been to dinner with someone and they're like, hey, is that shit on your hands? I'm like, yeah, it's cool, I don't work here. It's not a problem. (laughs) You know, I think that that every drug dealer should learn magic, you know? (laughs) If you're a drug dealer, you get pulled over by the cops and they're like, hey, is this crack cocaine? You can just be like, no, actually, officer, that is a dove. I, uh, I want to open a dry cleaners for drag queens called Yas Clean. It's <laughs> <Yeah>, correct. <laughs> yes, is correct. That's the correct response to that. I don't know. I um I think it's pretty cool that older women are allowed to be creeps. That's cool. That's cool. You know, if you're an older woman, you know you're allowed to like talk to a baby and shake its leg. You can do that. I do that jail. That's jail for me. <laughs> You can say creepy shit. You can be like, oh, he's cute. Tell him to call me when he's 18. I do that prison. That's prison for me. You even get a cute name. If you're an older woman and you like younger dudes, you're a cougar. You're like, oh, I'm a cougar. You can make noises about it. Can't do that when you're a guy. You can't be like, no, no, no. I'm not a pedophile. I'm a lion. Roar. That doesn't... It's jail. I found out something fun recently. I found out if you drink pineapple juice, it's supposed to make your semen, yeah, you guys know it makes your semen taste sweeter, right? I think it tastes exactly the same. I don't know, I don't notice any difference at all. I don't know. You guys smoke weed? Ish? Are your parents here? What the fuck? You guys know it's legal, right? No. I don't I think weed's getting a little too legal. A little bit, a little bit. I was at a friend's house recently. He was like, hey, man, you want to smoke some weed? I was like, yeah, sure. You got a joint? You guys want? He goes, no, man, I got dabs. And I was like, what's that? And he goes, oh, it's, it's weed. And then he pulled out a blowtorch. Um, I was like, I don't think that's weed. I don't know. I don't want to do any drug that involves a blowtorch. I don't trust it. I don't trust anybody who's like, oh, do you, you want to get high? You want to smoke some weed? 
about some creme brulee? I got some creme brulee. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this submarine door real quick. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't know. I trust most drugs, though. I think I trust drugs more than I trust this president, honestly. <laughs> like, what's going to kill me first, this plant or that orange guy? I don't know. He's going to do it. It's weird. It's a weird time right now where we kind of have a president, and I say, I say kind of because it doesn't feel real, you know? You know what it feels like? It feels like we have a step president right now, right? Because he's got, like, the same approval rating of a random dude fucking your mom. It's like 30%. <laughs> And everyone that doesn't like him says the same thing. They keep saying, he's not my president. He'll never be my president. It's the exact same thing. You're not my real dad. He'll never be my real dad. <laughs> I don't know. But I think it's important. I think it's important that we're talking about certain things. We're finally talking about gun control. And I don't know where I stand on the gun control issue. It's a very divisive issue, right? Like one side is like, hey, Second Amendment, guns. And the other side's like, hey... We're children. Please, don't kill us. Right? And I'm like, I don't know. It's hard to pick a side, you know? I, I don't know. I don't like kids, so it's hard to know. I don't know. It's difficult. It's a hard decision. You know? I want to support. I would love to support stricter gun control, but I love rap music, so it's hard to pick that side. Because have you heard how they rap about guns in London where they have strict gun control? Have you heard that shit? Burning, ding, 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 ding. Pretty pop, 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 and a ting, 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 and a ting goes boom. It's not, it's not, it's not a gun, Niles. That's not how guns sound. Ding, 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 ding. That's a landline. Why do you have a landline? It's 2019, man. Go to Sprint. I don't know. And I also, I also want to support the Second Amendment, but the Second Amendment was written in the late 1700s. Do you guys know what was legal back then? Besides everything? Cocaine. Yeah, doesn't the entire Bill of Rights sound like cocaine was legal? <laughs> the entire Bill of Rights is like, I get to say whatever the fuck I want. Write it down. <laughs> Write that shit down, Johnson. <laughs> guns. Everybody gets guns. <laughs> you get a gun. <laughs> Don't search my shit. This is my shit. I, um, I was at a friend's house recently, and uh, I walked into his place, and his dog started barking at me. And uh, I was like, I was a little alarmed at first, and he goes, hey, don't worry about it, sorry, I got a racist dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, wait, first of all, you think your dog knows that I'm Indian? And it's barking slurs at me? You think that's, what, <laughs> you think that's what's happening? What if your dog just doesn't like you, you know? What if every time I'm walking in here, your dog's like, hey, get me the fuck out of here! <laughs> This white dude's crazy. <laughs> we don't say that with any other animals. We only say that to dogs. I've never heard, I've walked by a bunch of flocks of pigeons before that flew away. No one's ever been like, did you see those racist pigeons? Those are racist pigeons. They came back and shit on them. Even their shit was white. It was crazy. <laughs> you gotta try new jokes. Um, you gotta try new jokes, I don't know. I, um, I grew up in Atlanta, so I grew up listening to hip hop. Okay, what's up? You know, ATL. Um, and my favorite rapper has to be an Atlanta rapper, 2 Chains. Uh, yeah. Two 2 Chains fans? All right, cool. <laughs> 2 Chains is my favorite rapper because he has my favorite lyric of all time. He has a song where he stops the beat and he goes, My dick's so hard. 
already incredible. It's already amazing. He did that at work. He said that at work. <laughs> but also it's amazing because it sounds like the setup to like a 50s street joke. Like, how hard is it, 2 chains? <laughs> And then he explains, he goes, my dick's so hard, I made the metal detector go off. Which means 2 Chains has no idea what metal is. He has no idea. Also, why are you hard at the airport? What's going on? What's happening at TSA? Oh, take my shoes off? Girl, you crazy. Oh, laptop out the bag. You a freak. Okay. Both? You want me to take out both chains? You nasty. All right. Walk through here, I can do that, that's cool. Boop, 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 boop. Oh, that? That's my dick. <laughs> Shouldn't be happening, Two Chains. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. I met my favorite person recently. I did a show in San Francisco. And after the show, this guy came up to me. He was like, hey, man, that was really funny. I was like, thanks, man, I'm Neil. And he goes, cool, man, I'm Pajamas. <laughs> I was like, what, your, na your name is Pajamas? He goes, yeah, man, it's Pajamas. I was like, you don't have to spell that for me. Is it like P-A-D? G-E-P-A-A-D-J. How do you spell Pajamas? And he goes, nah, man. It's P-A-J-A-M-A-S. It's like, dude, your name is Pajamas. That's not Pajamas. <laughs> but you know what, Pajamas? You know what? I thought about it, you know. I was like, you know what, Pajamas? Whatever helps you sleep at night. That's cool with me, man. I appreciate it. All right, thank you guys so much. I'm here That's the whole show! That is the whole show! Guess what? Ulf emailed me when I was back there with the song I'm gonna play next! That's the whole show. Yeah. That is. Yep. Yep. Well, anyway. Uh-huh. I don't know. I literally just... All I could think of... It doesn't matter. You know what? Thank you for coming! <laughs> Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Imagine ordering and chatting with doctors all online and getting birth control delivered right to your door every month. Enter Norex, a company that's here to make getting birth control easier. Norex means fewer doctor visits, skipping pharmacy lines, and automatic refills you don't have to think about. Plus, it's the most affordable option out there without insurance and could be free with insurance. Go to nurx.com slash pyht for a $20 credit today. 
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.